Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. You ever get that feeling the walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating you? You crave some wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe in a spot all your own. Well, head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, streams, you name it. Search by acreage. You can search by location. You can search by the kind of hunting and fishing you're dreaming of. Land.com. It is where the adventure begins. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. My name is Clay Newcomb, and I'm the host of the Bear Hunting Magazine podcast. I'll also be your host into the world of hunting, the icon of North American wilderness, the bear. We'll talk about tactics, gear, conservation, but we'll also bring you into some of the wildest country on the planet, chasing bear. Thanks for listening to the Bear Hunting Magazine podcast. The next three episodes of the podcast, we're going to dive in to the nitty-gritty technical side of bear hunting with three different topics. As you'll find out as you listen to the Bear Hunting Magazine podcast, anything is on the table for topics. We might interview old mountain hunters. We might talk about deer hunting. We might talk about bear hunting. We might talk about a particular destination there's all kind of things that we might talk about but i never want to forget the core premise of this podcast which is to learn to discuss to talk about bear hunting it is late march right now and lots of guys are getting ready for spring bear hunting this next episode is going to be all about spring bear hunting. I had two people here in the office with me, and we basically discussed the ins and outs, the timing, the the, the biology of what bears are doing. We discussed different destinations, just basically the general synopsis of spring black bear hunting in North America. You're going to enjoy this podcast, and I guarantee you, you're probably going to hear something that you haven't known before. So we're going to be talking about spring bear hunting, shot placement, and judging bears on the next three podcasts. I haven't asked you guys to do too many favors, but I would like to ask you to do this favor. If you're listening to this podcast and enjoy it, go and give us a review on iTunes. That helps us in all kinds of ways. Pretty generic uh, podcast request here, but we really do appreciate you listening and hope you're gaining value from what you're hearing. Welcome, brethren, to the Bear Hunting Magazine podcast. We have found ourselves again at the global headquarters, Bear Hunting Magazine, here in Northwest Arkansas. I have with me today, again, my good friend, Ryan Greb, Colby Moorhead. I'll give some introductions to these guys here in a minute, but first I want to talk to you about what we're going to talk about. It is, the day I believe is March 27th. And it is go time for planning spring black bear hunting. So this podcast is going to 
basically give a general overview of spring bear hunting in the United States and in Canada, what the bears are doing this time of year, what the situation is with getting tags. We're going to kind of do this general overview of spring bear hunting. So someone who is not familiar at all with spring bear hunting could listen to this podcast and come away with some sense of what spring bear hunting is. So that's, that's kind of what we're going to do. We're going to talk about some biology stuff of what bears are doing during the time period when you hunt spring bears, states and provinces, and understanding the Canadian outfitting situation, basically. So, but I want to make some quick introductions here. I've got Ryan Greb. If you listen to, Ryan's been on the podcast a couple of times, but Ryan is a good friend of mine from here in Arkansas, who in the last podcast, I introduced him as a man who was killing bears while my mama was still wiping my nose. I'm going to stand by that introduction. Um, Ryan's hunted with me all over Canada, and he's also, what I knew him for years ago was killing big bears in Arkansas. And I still stand by this other introduction, is that when it comes to actual biomass of bears killed in Arkansas, I have yet to meet anybody that's killed more number of big bears than this guy. Oh, shucks, Clay. You're making me blush. Well, it's true though, right? It's true. Well, it's um, a, it's an honor to get to hang out at the global headquarters with you. Yeah, man. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, to my right, I was just joking about that. To my right, Colby Moorhead. I introduced Colby on in the last podcast, but Colby works for Bear Hunting Magazine. Yep. Colby is kind of like uh, I like to introduce him as a tech nerd. I don't know if he likes that or not, but to me, that's a compliment. Yeah. Uh, Colby is the tech nerd of Bear Hunting Magazine. He does all kind of stuff for us here. He's just been working here for about a month now. Yeah. And so, uh, but uh, Colby's a bear hunter, and uh, Colby's done some some fact research for us about spring bears that he's going to be adding in. But we'll just jump right into it, and this will be one of the series of podcasts. Some of our podcasts on the Bear Hunting Magazine podcast are. I mean, we might have topics about turkey hunting or deer hunting or interviewing old mountain men. I mean, like pretty much anything is fair game. But we also want to supply you guys with some nitty-gritty, technical, nuts-and-bolts stuff about bear hunting. And so that's what this is. Um, let me just start by saying, Ryan, you you really started spring bear hunting about the same time I did. I'm from the south from arkansas there are no spring bear seasons in the southern united states and we were bear hunters hunting arkansas and about six years ago 2013 13 yeah yeah about six years ago you went with me no no i'd been to canada before i actually went to canada in 2010 or nine no it was alberta okay i went to alberta with my dad in maybe 2010 or 2009, I can't remember. You snuck away. Snuck away. Um, but basically, bear hunting in the spring was a new thing for me. And when, you know, six years ago is when we kind of started hunting Canada. And to me, what's so cool, let me just start off by saying what is so cool about spring bear hunting is what other big game animal can you hunt in the spring? None I know of. None. I mean, there are some sheep hunts and goat hunts. Some animals that don't have antlers that shed that you can hunt. But, I mean, for all practical purposes, there is no other big game. I mean, not many people are sheep hunting in July and June. Chase hogs, I guess. Chase hogs, yeah. yeah. You can chase hogs. Um, but, you know, all the antler game are totally out of bounds in the spring. Now, we can spring turkey hunt. Obviously, we do that. But what other big game animal can you take your bow and go and hunt in the spring and the answer is very very few the other thing about spring bear hunting people this this is like really significant news to someone who wouldn't know this is that black bear numbers are thriving all across the north american continent black bears have the most wide geographic distribution second only to the mountain line of distribution across north america I've said that before and people have questioned me. I actually wrote it one time and an editor edited it out because he didn't believe it. But pre-European settlement in North America, the mountain lion, the puma, the cougar, Ryan, 
ranged from the eastern United States to the western United States without a gap. I mean, there were mountain lines in Kansas. There were mountain lines here and there. There were mountain lines all the way up into Canada. There were mountain lines all the way down into South America. What a, like Think about like an elk or a sheep or a white-tailed deer. Or a moose. I'm going to have to take some of these books home that you're reading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, mountain lion has the, the largest geographic natural distribution of any big game animal in North America, as I understand it from the books that I read. Number two to that critter is the black bear. I mean, you think about it. Black bear would have ranged from the east coast. I mean, there are black bears looking at the Atlantic Ocean, you know. In North Carolina and all the, I mean, in Maine, all the way to black bears in California looking at the Pacific Ocean. Now, there would be, have been natural holes in their distribution through the Great Plains in different places. I mean, like, a, a bear is pretty much not going to live in the Grand Prairie. Right. But there's also black bears that range deep into the boreal forest of the north, all the way down into Mexico. So... I qualify in my statement that bears are everywhere. And so that's another thing about spring bear hunting is that you can spring bear hunt. Uh, well, we'll get into where you can do it. But basically, bears are everywhere. Why do we spring bear hunt? Because bears don't have antlers that fall off and regrow. Number two, spring bears have exceptional hide, that have exceptional hide quality. A bear has been denning for three to six months, even in some places. They're, they've they've produced all this energy and food that they've been eating the whole year has made their hide great quality so that when they're in the den, they're preserving heat resources. So when they come out, they've got these great hides. Also, as just kind of a side benefit is not why we hunt spring bears, but I've heard people say that their claws are in better shape. Like, if you kill a fall bear, I mean, he's been running around. He's been digging. Yeah. He's been doing stuff. Um, a bear comes out of the spring right out of the den. He's going to have sharp, big, long claws. They've just been growing. Um, also, bears, uh, just there's opportunity to hunt bears in the spring. They're coming out of the dens. They're hungry. They're active. And traditionally, that's when they've been hunted, especially in the north, not so much in the south. Um, so we, let's just start right off the bat by talking about when do you spring bear hunt? And, uh, typically we're going to be spring bear hunting in May and June. Like when I first started, Ryan, if you, 10 years ago, if you just said, when do you go on a spring bear hunt? Would you have been able to answer that question as a Southerner? Probably not. I would have figured April, May. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because by June in Arkansas, I mean, we're in deep summer. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, so you're not thinking about going and chasing something with your bow. Mm -hmm. Well, as a general rule, most most places where you spring bear hunt, you're hunting in May and June. Now, that being said, there's lots of western states, not lots, but the the western states that have spring bear seasons that are in the United States sometimes start on April 15th. So you can hunt bears even into April. But in general, you would say May and June. Um, let's go ahead and talk about the features of the, the timing of spring bear hunts. Because a lot of people wouldn't understand when they go. Maybe they would call a Canadian bear outfitter and the outfitter would say, well, why don't you come the first week of May? Well, there are benefits to hunting early. Or you might call an outfitter and he say, why don't you come the second week of June? And there are benefits, pros and cons to each thing. And most people don't understand this at all. They just view the spring like just a big mass of time that it's all the same. It would be like whitetail hunting, Ryan. If you were to say, hey, do you want to hunt in mid-September? You know, if there was a early opener in some state, or would you rather hunt on November 15th? Yeah. Like explaining that, like basically – the bear world is the same. Pros and cons. You could catch a big buck on feeding pattern and probably kill him in mid-September, but you're not going to have any rut activity to speak of. 
But in mid-November, you might kill a buck that you've never seen before. And suddenly spring bear hunt, so, I mean, south, the ice is out. Right. Things have greened up. You may drive 10 hours north of there, and things are still frozen. Right. And the bears aren't on the move. Yeah. So there's variations even between variations even between places even in Canada. Mm-hmm. And that's a good that's a good thing for people to think about, especially if you're talking about Canadian bear hunting, which we're gonna talk about the outfitter situation some in Canada. But like southern Canada is way different than northern Canada. Yeah. I mean even in the like the province of Manitoba. You cross over into Manitoba and the you know, the southern third of it is gonna be pretty different than the way up north. And, uh, I mean, just like here, like the difference between where we are in northwest Arkansas into northern Iowa. I mean, big difference in temperature, big difference in winters. But we kind of have this idea that Canada is just this, you you know, this place that it's like all the same. Same. Um, So let's go ahead and jump right into early season hunting. I like to compare the months of May and June to the months of October and November when it comes to whitetails. Again, going back to this thing that most people are familiar with whitetail hunting. And so the characteristics of hunting early October for whitetails would be finding animals on feeding pattern. The The characteristics of hunting them in November would typically be hunting rutting animals. So early, let's just say almost Eight, probably 90% of the outfitters that we deal with at Bear Hunting Magazine start taking clients the first week of May. Some of our northern clients, which this would be the exception, like in northern Saskatchewan, some of these really far north places, don't, stay in, don't, don't start taking clients until mid-May to even late May. Uh, outfitter that we have hunted with in the past doesn't even start taking hunters till the first week of June, June. but they're way up north. Okay, Typically, first week of May. And here's the deal. First week of May, there's going to be very little rut activity happening. Bears are going to be less active because they've probably just come out of the den. But the boars are typically the first bears out of the den. The only, well, a sow is going to be rearing young and will stay in the den a little bit longer oftentimes. A lot of times the first animals out are boars. And they are—they have one thing on their mind, food. Food. And so, if you're hunting over bait, or if you're spot and stalk hunting out west, if you find a bear, you can probably kill him in early May. And that, that goes from bait to spot and stalk looking on the side of a mountain in Montana, and you see a bear out in a little green field. He's probably not going anywhere. He's probably going to be there tomorrow. He's he's found him a food source, and he's going to stay there. The same way, you go to an outfitter the first week of May, and you get a trail camera picture of a big boar, he's probably going to be there. So the pro of hunting the early season is bears are on feeding patterns. And, man, I've seen it. I've seen it where you get pictures of bears, and they're just consistent. And now that is contrasted, Ryan, with bears that are – that you're hunting later in the year. The further you get into the, the spring, the more rut activity that you're going to have. The more these bear, these big boars are going to have fed, built up their body reserves that have been deple- depleted during denning. And then they're going to be starting to rut. I, I've seen the bear rut really kick off the last 10 days of May. And again, I go back to that analogy of October and November for the whitetail world. It's like May and June for the bear world. Late October, you're going to start seeing rut activity. You're going to start seeing bucks cruising, making sign. They're going to veer off of their natural feeding patterns to start leaning towards does. Same thing with bear. So you might have a bear on a trail camera at a bait site or on a hillside in late May, and he may be he may be there the next day, but he may not be because he may be – Hey, I'm going to roll over this next hill to go see if I can find a sow that's receptive. Mm-hmm. Um, that that is a big that is a big thing. So the further you get into June, the more rut activity. But from a hunting perspective, as you would have seen and experienced in different times, 
you might be sitting on a bait site and a brand new bear that's never been there. Roamers. Roamers. Just like hunting a whitetail rut. Yeah. He might show up and you might you might take a big boar that no one has ever seen before at that place. Um and so it's this it's this uh this difference between these two things where you're gonna have bear that uh are really patternable or you're taking a chance on a bear that might be there for a short period of time with a sow. Now during the rut also, it's not like you're just looking for this lone roamer. What you might find is a bear coming to a bait and he just hangs around for two or three days and is gone. I've seen that pattern happen before. Uh any comments on that? Uh you know, uh it can work both ways, but like you say, you know, once the rut kicks in, them bears are still you know, they'll still feed. They're still feeding. Uh, you know, there's no kind of mass that time of year. There's no soft mass, right. no berries. So uh, they've got sales on their mind, but they're also hungry. But uh, it is nice to, uh, say, mid-June have a sow or two hanging around the, yeah. the bait because uh, you never know what's going to show up. Well, the classic spring-June rut hunt, Ryan, to me, from my experience has been when I killed that color face bear that touched the end of my arrow. Yeah. You remember that hot sow was in there? Yes. This one boar was breeding her. And then this color face bear showed up, which we believed it was the first time he ever showed up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like it, Colby had never seen him on camera. Colby Morrison outfitter. Yeah. And, uh, that was a classic rut hunt. Let me jump into the nuts and bolts of the bear rut. In all my research, I have never seen this as clearly laid out as what I'm about to say. And I wrote an article for Barrett Magazine a couple of years ago, and I kind of did it in response to the lack of information that I had about the bear rut. But basically, the bear rut is a long window as opposed to a whitetail rut. And there's a biological reason for that. Bears have a process called delayed implantation, which means a sow bear can be bred and the egg isn't actually attached to the uterine wall to start gestation until that female has gone all the way through the fall and her body decides that she's capable of rearing young. So gestation doesn't actually start until early November Bears have a 60-day gestation period, and cubs are born in the den in January most of the time. A whitetail rut, ungulate rut, anything like that, breeding date has everything to do with gestation time and optimal time for that fawn to be born in the spring. So that's why that there has to be this really tight window of when an animal is bred. Because of delayed implantation, the bear rut can be much more spread out. The bear rut isn't as concentrated as a whitetail rut, and it pretty much is a a, bear, a sow bear could be bred in August. She could be bred in September. It all depends upon when she connects with that boar, and it's a awesome. It's amazing to me. It's just amazing. It's a biological strategy for an animal with low densities. Like a white, a high white tail density. I go back to this all the time. High white tail density is like thirty to sixty deer per square mile. I mean, there's plenty of opportunity for breeding. A high bear density might just be one bear per square mile, even in a good place. And so, this long breeding window is is designed to compensate for low densities because a sow bear might come into heat and never and just not bump into another boar. Boar, yeah. And so she has this big window. But in the research that, that I did and, and pulled from different sources was that m- kind of the peak, if there was a peak of bear breeding, it would be in mid-June. And that was on this in this one bear population actually in the northwest. And so like the peak of bear breeding for this particular study was June 11th. There were bears that were bred in July. There were also bears that, like the earliest breeding I think they saw was in mid-May. But the peak of it was mid-June, June 11th. Yeah. And so, to me, I've, I've used that as a, as, again, to build this analogy of October and November. I mean, probably around here, 
November the 11th would be probably pretty darn close to peak breeding time. Yeah. I mean. Right. Yeah. It, so, second, third week. Well, probably second week of uh, November. Right. Yeah. So, I think that's important for people under, to understand the bear rut. Colby, any thoughts, any questions about that? Have you ever heard that, the, the bear rut explained like that? Oh, I mean, yeah, but just in personal conversations with you rather than any other Pretty platform. much if there's a gap in conversation with anybody in any place, I start talking about the yeah. bear rut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then over into like. It's really awkward sometimes. I just can't keep it out. <laughs> and then over into like just, you know, how that egg gets implanted and sometimes it's delayed. And That's the second thing I talk. I talk about the bear rut and then I talk about delayed implantation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm joking, guys. Yeah, I don't always talk about that. Yeah, you do. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. I do. (laughs) No, I think it's I think it's part of what makes bears fascinating. Yeah, but it really it is different. It really does affect the way that we hunt them. So, okay, going back to the purpose of this podcast, spring bear hunting. So, spring bear hunting takes place in May and June. June is going to be your more breeding activity, which might bring in a roving a roving boar that you've never seen. May is going to be more your feeding stuff. And to me, this applies in spot and stalk and in bait hunting. When hunting British Columbia, like my buddy Devin Jewell, Bear, uh, Pacific Bear Outfitters, he'll tell you, he, he tells people this will be a rut hunt or this will be a feeding hunt based upon the timing. In a rut hunt, he believes is tougher for spot and stalk bears out in British Columbia. Because mm-hmm. he's like, man, you might see a boar on the side of that mountain today. And if you don't kill him like that time, you're probably not going to find him again. I mean, that's the, a generalization, but that's what that's typically what happens. Where if you found that same boar in mid-May, early May, feeding on a hillside in a cut block, as they call him, he might be there for a few days. You probably go back in there and kill him. And so he prefers early season. And I have found a ton of outfitters that prefer early season. Mm-hmm. And in my, I've I have uh, spring bear hunted in Montana two different times, and I have yet to bring back a bear. And every time I've gone, I wish that I had gone earlier, because in the spring you're fighting green up. Green up is the is the mast crop, quote unquote, of the spring. I mean, like in the fall down here, we're fighting acorns. If you're baiting, if you're hunting them just in the forest, like you're 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 trying to find them on food source, which would be mass crop. In the spring, the what they're after is green vegetation. And so in early May, there's less green vegetation. Mountains are cold. High elevations are still frozen. And so if lower elevations thaw out, bears will be concentrated down low, at least the bears that are up and moving. So that's the general thing the later you get into the spring if you go on a spring bear hunt and the entire mountain from the foot to the top is covered in green vegetation bears are going to be spread out and they're going to be harder to find yeah but all the bears are going to be moving so in june you're going to pretty much have a hundred percent of the bears that are there active if you go to that same place let's just use montana as an example go to that same place in early may Maybe you've only got 60% of the bears or 70%. You know, some percentage of bears are still going to be fairly inactive. Now, they're not going to be denning, but just their ranges are going to be smaller. So in the early spring, their ranges are smaller. They, they, are, they are sleeping more still. They're, they're not as active. By June, they're like fully 100% active. So you got a better, you, you might bump into one. You might go in the early season and only see one bear. You might go in mid-June and see five or six bears. but th- So there's give and take. Give and take both ways. So we've talked about give and take for the rut, and now we've just covered the give and take between May and June of the food source. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, in, in June, would they be more inside <laughs> the timber, and like May they would be more into places where you could glass them up? Or? That's a good th- – they could be because by June there would be vegetation in the timber. Okay. Like when we were in Montana two years ago, um, now we went mid-May and man, it was already greened up and there was vegetation everywhere mm-hmm. in the timber, out in the open. And now in the earlier time, the vegetation would only be in places that were receiving de- direct sunlight. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So they would be in the cuts and the openings, the road banks. So that later you get in the spring, there's just more stuff everywhere. The bears are going to be more spread out. Mm-hmm. But um, any any other questions on that? Thoughts no. on that? No, it's pretty laid out. Uh, kind of want to get out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's rut and feeding patterns, timing of spring bear hunts. Let's talk just a little bit about the Canadian world. Um, at Bear Hunting Magazine, we represent about 65 bear outfitters, many of which are in Canada. The Canadian, pretty much all Canadian provinces are open to spring bear hunting, minus some of the provinces that most people don't even know exist, like none of it, and some of these places where there really aren't. I, I don't think there's black bears in none of it. But um, but the, the the main provinces that border the United States for sure have spring bear seasons, British Columbia, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Ontario, Quebec, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick. Uh, what? Which one am I leaving out? Have I lost you, boys? What about Newfoundland? Newfoundland. Yes. New- oh, I hope no one from Newfoundland is listening to this because I'll be mad. <laughs> Newfoundland. Um, Nova Scotia, Newfoundland, New Brunswick. Uh, anyway, all these, all these Canadian provinces, all of them have a spring bear season. And... Uh, the Canadian government is set up in such a way that they want to attract U.S. hunters so that basically their systems are very easy for U.S. hunters to come into Canada and to hunt. So they're set up for that. They want us to come up there. Um, Ryan, tell about what, before we started this, you said, you know, you and I started bear hunting like 10 years ago or 15 years ago. You were like, yeah, you know, hunting here in Arkansas. You know, it was always a dream to travel to Canada one day and hunt the big bears in the deep woods of of Canada. And here it is. I've been four or five times and, you know, hunted uh, just a couple of provinces. You've hunted, what, four or five? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, Saskatchewan, I think, is beautiful. Ontario was unreal. Had the biggest mosquitoes, I think, of yeah. the Ooh. other provinces. But, uh yeah, you know, Saskatchewan, the lower region is all ag. And uh, once you, well, you get mid-province up there, right. you start to hit the shield and the boreal timber. And uh, Yeah. Uh, but that's, I think that's my favorite right up there. Saskatchewan, yeah. Well, it, it, I, was, I would be the same way, Ryan. It's like Southerners, and I'm using Southerners because that's just what we are. Perhaps it's everybody, but like it just seems like this dream to go to canada to hunt bears and i had no idea how easy it actually was and how affordable that it is now you can go on an expensive black bear hunt yeah but you can also go on a cheap one we we talked about just i mean you just mentioned ontario that was a cheap bear hunt yeah yeah brian Uh, and i went and i mean it was a a bear hunt that pretty much anybody that is working and trying in life could have probably afforded if they had budgeted and uh we went up there and killed a 435-pound bear and another nice bear yeah. in three days. Yeah. And we're on our way home. And it could have been a more, you know, furnished hunt, but we wanted the, you know, more of the do-it-yourself spike camp. And, uh, you know, Dave and Ian, they set us up what we wanted and accommodated. And and that's, that's a good example of the kind of hunt. Like, this hunt in Ontario was just like, uh, it was just like they had a, trailer a, a camper set up out in the woods and mm-hmm. they said okay here's where you stay cook your own food here's where the bait sites are here's some bait you can bait them yourself and they pretty much were out of the well, picture that's exactly what we were wanted yeah and, and there's no no punches that's what we wanted yeah and we went in there and they had these bait sites going and granted we weren't entirely i mean it you got what you paid for i mean like these baits were just right off the road which we didn't necessarily like but we still can't complain because we kill bears. Well, there's a sense of satisfaction in, you know, putting yourself in that situation, the baiting process and, the, you know, running cameras. And, you know, just like it here at home, we, uh, we're we woodsmen. You know, we're always out, you know, doing our own kind of hunting. We don't have anybody do it for us. So when right. we went up there and asked for that, and that's what they gave us. And, yeah. uh, 
it was nice to go out and run cameras and that was fun refill baits and yeah you know ride four wheelers to the the bait and get, yeah they supply yeah. us with four wheelers yeah. didn't they yeah mm-hmm. yeah that was fun and we've actually not done anything like that since then Mm-mm. so the so the the total opposite side of the canadian spring bear hunting now that was in the fall that was, was actually in the it fall august yeah. so but if we're just talking about canadian outfitting yeah. situation we uh the last several years we've gone to saskatchewan which would have been a, a high-end what i would consider a high-end black bear hunt mm-hmm. a lot of opportunity for color phase is a wilderness hunt way back in the way back way we've already had podcasts about that but point being is that it's probably doable if it's in your if you would like to go on a canadian bear hunt and you know what i help people all the time with canadian bear hunting stuff i have people call the office all the time and just kind of get a feel for what it's like what it'll cost who they should go with and i mean and i can't tell you all those things but i do know that i personally deal with 65 bear outfitters and and know quite a bit about their operations so somebody will call down here and say hey i've got this budget i have these goals i have this time frame would you make any suggestions and and all the time I'll give people three or four outfitters that I think would fit what they want and they call them. So anyway, like we really do try to be a resource to people mm-hmm. at bear hunting magazine, um, to try to hook them up with what they're actually looking for and hunt. Um, so let's go from Canadian provinces to spring hunting here in the U S there are certain number of States. Colby, do we, do we have a number of how many States have spring bear hunts? Uh, not complete. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. this is going to be incomplete, but let's work together to try to list out the United States that have spring bear hunts. Montana. Yep. Idaho. Yep. Arizona. Yep. New Mexico. Does New Mexico have a spring bear hunt? I don't see. I, I don't think so. Okay. Okay. Uh, Utah has a spring bear hunt. Mm, I think theirs is a, do they have OTC or is it a draw? It's a draw. I think it's a draw. What other states do you have? Uh, Washington. Looks like they're a draw. Yep. Um, What about Oregon? Yep. Oregon. Oregon. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if it's draw or over the counter. You can, there's different, in Oregon, there's lots of places where you have to draw. Yeah. But there are places where you can buy over the counter, as I understand There's it. There's some nice bears in Oregon, too. The Northwest is a good spot, is, is good and some good hunting. I mean, that's one of the things that I found whenever I was doing some research was just that uh, a lot of these states are split. So some of them you had to draw certain areas, and some of them you had, you know, some over the counter opportunities. Um, and then, like Idaho, I think you could take two bears. Yeah. Um, uh, Alaska, if you Alaska. want to make a big trip. Yeah, that's a big one, obviously. Um, Maine, you can spring bear hunt on tribal lands. Really? Really. Yeah, there there's some big Native American lands up there. One of them is Penobscot. Um, you have to use an outfitter. But you can spring. There's there's outfitters that you can spring bear hunt with in Maine. What about Minnesota? Do they? Nope. No. None of the none of the Great Lakes states have have spring bear seasons. Hmm. Uh, none of the Appalachian states have bear seasons except for Maine, which the Appalachians start and pretty much start in Maine. Mm-hmm. But you and you can only spring bear hunt in on the native lands in certain places. But in the West, is that all there is, Colby? Because you there's no spring bear season in Colorado anymore. No. There's no spring bear season in California, uh, Nevada. See, I looked up Nevada, and it, it's just it wasn't very clear. Okay, we're gonna have to get back with you on Nevada if there is a spring. Boy, I, I'm I'm embarrassed. I don't know that, but if they have it, it's hard to find. If they have it, it is a small hunt. Yeah, the big states are gonna be the northwestern states of Washington and Oregon, but the primary over-the-counter traveling to hunt spring bear states are gonna be Montana and Idaho. Yeah. And Idaho is the bear hunter's paradise. Mm-hmm. I've actually never bear hunted Idaho. Yeah. Uh, I, I've mountain lion hunted in Idaho. But the reason I say it's the bear hunter's paradise is a vast, the majority of land in Idaho is public land. I mean, there's, I want to say it's over 50%. I could be wrong. 
but you can buy two over-the-counter tags for blackberry. That's nice. Yeah. You can bait bears on public land in certain areas. Really? Do it yourself. I we could we that. could drive up there this spring. Let's go. Let's do it yeah. with a load of bait, and you register your bait site with the three bait sites. You can have three bait sites per permit. Okay. So per and person. then you just go set up your own baits and hunt. Yeah. You can run hounds in Idaho for bear in the spring, in the fall. Uh, I think I think hounds are prohibited through July 31st, so January 1 through July 31. You can't, and you have to have a, if you're non-resident, there's a $170 uh, fee for a permit to run hounds in Idaho. Okay, if you're an out-of-state houndsman. Now, I do know that outfitters can run hounds in the spring. Oh, okay. I, I, I mean, I know a guy that's going hound hunting this spring yeah. in Idaho. Okay. So I'm not, that may be in certain yeah. areas. It might be certain areas. But in general, there's a spring and fall season, two bear tags, over-the-counter, uh, some of the over-the-counter tags in Idaho in certain areas are even like 40 bucks. Uh in some areas, yeah. most of, what's the price of tags in Idaho, Colby? Uh, uh, one eighty six. Okay, not bad. Yeah. Uh, no, whenever I was doing cute. research, they said there were a lot of color faced bears in Idaho. Yep, a lot of non black bears in Idaho. So, Idaho is a great destination, and that, that's really all the specifics we're going to get into. We're not going to go into the real details of it, but a lot of a lot of great bear hunting. The other state is Montana, which Montana is vastly public land, and pretty much you're hunting the western side of the state when you're bear hunting in Montana. The highest bear densities in Montana are going to be in northwest Montana, um, and much of that ground up there is 100% forested except for cut blocks and roads. Um, Montana... What's a Montana non-resident bear tag cost? Three fifty. Three hundred fifty dollars. Tell us about the, what you have to do, though. Okay, so since you're up there in, in grizzly country, you might encounter one. You have to you have to go through a process of making sure you can identify a black bear, black bear versus a grizz. So you take an online little like takes you like five ten minutes. Yep. To, so to get your license, you have to have this certification. That you know how to identify a grizzly and a black. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is that you have to buy the tag 24 hours in advance of un- hunting. Un- so uh, unless you buy it before April 14th or April 14th or, b- or before. So a, a black bear license that's purchased after April 14th uh, can't be used until 24 hours, a full 24-hour cycle after the license is issued. Okay. Very good. Well, I'm planning a spring black bear hunt this year. Do it yourself out in Montana. Um, you want to go with me, Ryan? I'm going to do it. For real. Um, I'm going to take my mules. I've been to Montana twice. And, man, it's tough. I mean, like, I, I, I see – I mean, I get all these success stories of guys that just roll out to Montana and kill a bear on their first hunt. Mm-hmm. I've been to Montana twice. I've spent uh, – five and six 11 full days bear hunting in montana and have yet to have a bear in range of mm-hmm. me a legal bear in have range. you seen any grizzlies while you've been out there nope no i saw a grizzly last spring in british columbia really wild black bear hunting but no there is that i'm hunting are not the big grizz country mm-hmm. um but so i've been to montana twice mm-hmm. and have yet to kill a bear um that being said, I feel like I now know what I want to do, and I'm also slightly disadvantaged because of the way I want to do it. The The older I get, the more I want to do things in a certain way, and I want to do a equine-based backcountry hunt. The first one I went on, we didn't have horses or mules or anything. We just backpacked in. And when you backpack into these big blocks of wilderness, you're kind of stuck there. I mean, you've committed all this time getting back in there, and you kind of just wait it out. So you might go back in there and not find many bears. And so you might sit there for six days and not see many bears. Uh, The way that a lot of guys are really successful in the West is being really mobile, using their trucks, I mean, driving around, glassing, um, also walking logging roads. There's lots of uh, 
roads that you don't have vehicular access anymore, so they lots of gated roads, and guys just get on these gated roads and walk. Yeah. And so, you know, they're they're either staying at a hotel or they're camping and they're just mobile. Yeah. I think and, uh I think a lot of people have gone to riding bikes down yeah. those. Like even like pulling carts behind yeah. the bike with their gear and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, those would be the yuppies. <laughs> yeah. Those would be uh, those would be like the hipster yuppies yuppies from like Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the real the real the real gritty men, you know. We use mules. Yeah. But uh I bet you got a bike somewhere though. <laughs> <laughs> I keep the mule tied at camp and ride my bike. <laughs> ride my quiet cat. Yeah. yeah. Uh no, I'm just I just teasing. I say that to say like there's a there's a f- two friends that have helped me in Montana. Like have said you kind of got me going in the right direction of where to go. And both of them are like, "Clay, you're doing it wrong, man." You know, because they're killing bears just like leaving their house and in their locals, you just driving around and glassing and finding a bear and getting in there and killing it that day or maybe the next day. And for whatever reason, and I may end up doing that, Mm -hmm. but right now I have this hunt that I want to do, which is a backcountry equine based hunt for black bear. That's just the way I want to do it, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that's what I'm going to keep doing because i've already i've started it and it's like now i gotta finish it yeah and you know when i first started training my mule izzy the whole i mean i just envisioned this animal in montana and mm-hmm. i've yet to take her up there so this year that's my plan is to go to montana and um hey the other thing is that whoever went with me ryan wouldn't necessarily have to ride a mule like like uh we would just there's lots of options but we could just use the mule to pack in mm-hmm. all our gear you know, pack in 200 pounds of gear for a comfortable hunt without us having to carry big, huge packs back all that distance back yeah. in there. So that's that's one way to use equines. The other way is to uh, ride them and have a pack animal. So you actually ride and have a pack animal. Um, but th- that's just an equate. That's just a personal thing that I like and enjoy. But uh, so. Spring bear hunting. Any other thought? I mean, we've co- we really covered the things I wanted to cover. I, wa- I wanted to cover just the basics of it, just so that someone could just kind of understand when you hunt, why you hunt those times, what the bears are doing, um, where you can hunt, Canada, U.S. There's not really that many options in the U.S. Most of it's in the Northwest, one state in Arizona. Uh, I think, you know what? You know where you can hunt bear? Well, I don't want to say it. There may be some tribal lands Mm -hmm. in i want to say new mexico that you can that you can hunt bear in the spring i know for sure in arizona that there's tribal lands that you can hunt them in the spring Mm -hmm. but uh any other thoughts on spring bear hunting like because we're guys that weren't used to it we did not grow up spring bear hunting take a thermosel for sure if you go to canada heck yeah (laughs) yeah you know bug suit Uh, i guess you know if it ain't if it's still cool, it won't be that bad, but we've experienced them them days where it's been bad, especially yeah. in black flies. Well, in the fall, it's been worse than the spring. Yeah, you're right. I guess it depends, too, on how much, you know, some in forests hold moisture and yes. them lakes, and you got that backwater, and uh might not be as bad as, you say, hunting. You, you experience any bugs when you're in Montana or? Ticks. Is that right? I'll tell you what, a a deterring factor in my mind when I subconsciously think about going to Montana is the ticks. You would not have believed in mid-May. I mean, it was like ticks out. I've never seen ticks like that, but no, no mosquitoes. That's crazy. I don't know if that was an odd thing or just right where we were at. It was that bad. But if you sat down to glass, within seconds, you would have ticks all over over you i mean like big old ticks not yeah. like seed ticks both both trips are more so on the first trip yeah. the second trip we got ticks but not as bad yeah first trip with misty when we went i mean it was bizarre yeah but uh that's and that's something to talk about spring bear hunting. a lot of people i hear it so much it's almost like a limiting factor people are like ah spring spring bear hunt what about the mosquitoes man thermocells have changed that mm-hmm. gotta have them yeah. But but they make it tolerable. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, there have been times when you just would have been fighting mosquitoes the whole time. But, man, you take a ther- couple therm. I, I, I take two with me almost everywhere I go in case one breaks. Take plenty of refill charges, you know, cartridges and pads. Mm-hmm. And problem solved. Yeah. Nature calls. <laughs> you better have one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I think another thing is if uh, if you want to get into more of the draw hunts, maybe look into it because it, it's a lot of information to go through. It is. You might hire, like, go to some service. Like, I think Go Hunt has, has all the draw odds, and I, I think I saw where they added bear yeah. to, to their draw odds. So you can look yeah. through different units and just see what's offered, and they give a little, like, background behind stuff. So that might be a good resource if, if you wanted to go to And there are unit. some coveted bear units specifically in Idaho. Yeah. There's some draws that you can put in. Prince of Wales in Alaska is a El Primo destination for do-it-yourself black bear hunting. up there too, right? Yeah, Kuyu. I think Prince of Wales, for whatever reason, is just more accessible and commercialized. Kuyu is, uh, as I understand it, it's a, a little bit more difficult. But uh, but you better have your, your first light ring gear, right? That's right. You better yeah. have your seek. Prince of Wales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well... It, am, am I missing anything with this, guys? No, I think we've covered it. Right on. Well, again, this is just a series that we're doing of just kind of nitty-gritty technical stuff about bear hunting. We're going to continue this. And then we're also going to have these, I love a, just a good old storytelling fun podcast or going and meeting with a, or a province. And, you know, I mean, kind of, that, that's, to me, what's cool about our podcast is Anything's on the table, even though we are the Bear Hunting Magazine podcast. And uh, but hey, we'll close down. And thanks for checking out the Bear Hunting Magazine podcast. And keep the wild places wild. Wild run. That's where the bears live. <laughs>You ever get that feeling the walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating you? You crave some wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe in a spot all your own. Well, head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, streams, you name it. Search by acreage. You can search by location. You can search by the kind of hunting and fishing you're dreaming of. Land.com. It is where the adventure begins. Hey, we're going to take a little break here and talk about interstate batteries. Now, if you're like me, enjoying the great outdoors, you need gear that is as reliable as it gets. That's why I power my adventures with interstate batteries. I use interstate batteries in my boats. I use interstate batteries in my camper. Great for your truck, too. From Alaska to Montana, they're outrageously dependable. Battery is essential. With over 150,000 dealer locations, finding one is easy. For all your vehicles, land or sea, choose Interstate. Head to interstatebatteries.com and find your power today.